and midday bath. So welcome to my soaking studio. Once again, I am so happy that you're joining me today. And um, I'll let me start out with a really beautiful quote that I think sums up the whole podcast. Uh, when you recover or discover, which I love that it says that because that means that you have once found something and you're recovering it, right? Because maybe sometimes we find something that we liked and then we forget or we get so busy that we um, kind of put that on the back burner of things to do for ourselves because we're helping so many other people and not really helping ourselves with the things that we really enjoy. So I love that it says when you recover or discover, since you find something new, right? When you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. And um, that one does not say who wrote it unless the numbers are off. So I don't want to misquote, but you could always look that up. When you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it. That is just so beautiful. Another one that I really enjoyed was, self-care is never a selfish act. Sometimes people think, oh my gosh, I have to do something for myself. That's really being selfish. Either that or they have the, the opposite uh, side of that feeling of, I have to do everything for myself <laughs> and not leave anything for anybody else, right? Um, we kind of want to find strike a really good balance. There are certain self-care things that I love to do because I love to do them, but that's the reason why they're called self-care because they're pretty much, um, for me, they're a non-negotiable. And it was really difficult to feel okay with that because it's always seeming like, you know, I need permission from somebody to be able to do it. And it, you know, it really came down to last week, I uh, had a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> that I had to work through. And I said, no, my self-care is my self-care. I honestly don't really, it doesn't matter what anybody believes I should spend or, um, you know, do spend on me, myself, my life. Uh, it's for me. So make it your own. Find what works for you. Find your own self-care, what works for you. And it's a non-negotiable. It's also something that's important to put into your schedule as well. So those things are really important. I'm, a, I'm wearing a shower cap and I'm thinking, ah, if I go someplace, I've got this funny shower cap <laughs> embedded in my forehead. So I'm pulling it up a little bit. <laughs> ah, that's funny. I just didn't want to get my hair wet right now. Um, or, or 
oily from the um, coconut oil. Coconut oil is really great for your skin. And then, um, as I mentioned, I do Epsom salt soak after every workout. And it is just awesome because it feels so good. It's part of the self-care, right? I'm helping my muscles. I'm helping myself and just doing a soak. It just feels so good. It's very relaxing. At the same time, I'm detoxing my body, which is awesome. So then another thing that I thought about too was that I'm not in any type of challenge or anything. I'm just doing it for myself and I'm really working towards good health. And I think that's really important. You know, people kind of lose that um, momentum when it comes down to, I need to lose pounds, I need to do this, I need to do that, or, you know, I'm going to, the the New Year's resolutions, right? When I take this pill or find this pill or I'm going to eat right or whatever, it's, you know, it's not something that you do all of a sudden and you expect certain changes to happen because we're not robots, like I said before, right? We're not. However, we can have control over our bodies, our brains, and um, a lot of things that happen when it comes down to eating is finding out what type of eater you are. So I uh, really worked this through last week because I realized that under stress or um, even just mindless, when I'm mindless, so either I'm thinking about too much or I am not thinking about enough, (laughs) Um, you know, like vegging out and eating a whole, you know, thing of popcorn or whatever, right? Um, or crackers or whatever it could be. Uh, I really need to be mindful of that, know what kind of eater I am, and then we can get into habits of eating. Same thing like people get habits of smoking or habits of, you know, doing whatever. It's like, okay, at that certain time of the day, I do that certain type of thing, and that's the way I am. No, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. It works like, okay, this is, you know, the habits. You just be mindful. That's fine. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. But be mindful. That's what matters. Okay, so I'm this type of eater. Um, some people may be depressed eater. Sometimes may, people like to comfort food. Uh, so, you know, that that's okay to do once in a while. But if you're doing it on a regular basis, most of the time it just could be habit. Sometimes if you didn't bring your lunch for the day or you didn't, um, you know, think ahead on your snacks or your lunch, obviously you're probably going to go for um, the less healthy lunch or snack. If it's available, especially if it's just hanging around, it's convenient and you know, easy for you to just go into that. But if you put some forethought in it and you really work out something that, you know, works for you, uh, you not only save money, but you eat healthier and you are really disciplining yourself for 
that habit, right? That becomes a lifestyle. So it's a habit that rec- that you could change up your habit. Then it becomes a routine, and then it becomes a lifestyle. So same thing that I did last week. Uh, I went, yay! I went five for five last week for my workout. I did not work out on the weekend. Um, I felt good about it because I I needed to relax and rest. And then uh, I have a day off today. I worked out a little bit later than usual. But my five o'clock workout, there were two people there that were there at eight o'clock. So I was really excited about that. And um, I have a coach there that's really motivating. And she says, just because you're uh, um, a member now, she says, don't slack off. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I go, make sure I don't. She says, I will. <laughs> so um, it's really nice. She, we talk to her when we go in. We talk to her when we leave. And um, Coach Craig was the uh, the coach today for the exercise. And um, the, the big boss was there. And um, it was really fun. And usually when it's a smaller group, it's like, this is like really um, low key. And today we had some really great uh, women, some, you know, all types of women there today. And they were smiling, they were happy, and we were working really hard. And it was really enjoyable. So sometimes uh, I might not have the best uh, outlook. <laughs> Um, on the workouts because because of the people, right? Because of the time or because of the people because I don't know them. But, um, you know, we, we need to change things once in a while. And then also we need to be vocal about our feedback too so that others will know what our experience was like and help us either with our mindset or with the experience itself. So um, we need to really be mindful. We need to be mindful that, hey, we're here and let's make the best out of our time, which I love that, um, you know, there, there's just so many reminders about us and our time and how valuable it is. And this is... Uh, Oh yeah, so that was one of the um, the quotes that I found that I really loved. And then, um, let me see if I can find that other one. It was talking about time. And here, here, it says, Until you value yourself, you won't value your time. Until you value your time, you will not do anything with it. Oh my gosh, it's so profound, right? Isn't that like the bottom line of everything? So first you find the value in yourself. You move towards things that will serve you. And self-care is so important because we put ourselves out in the world and we become spectacular and we continue to work on our best version of ourselves. And then we just do it. <laughs> I love this um, this quote here. Why should we worry about 
others. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I missed a word. Why should we worry about what others think of us? Do we have more confidence in their opinions than we do our own? Right? Because if you're just doing the best of what you know and what you have at the moment, then that's all you can do. And then you can feel confident to say, well, you know, I, I didn't know that. Somebody gives you advice about how to, you know, do it better or to avoid the mistake next time or whatever. Thank you so much for your feedback. That's really helping me grow. And I didn't know that. So I would definitely, you know, try that the next time or do that the next time. Depends on who it is, right? I mean, if somebody is just saying they're just judging you or whatever, um, you know, just learn about it and see if there's any um, validity to that. But if it's your boss or experienced person or, you know, when you do look it up, you see, oh, that person really, um, you know, was helping me because what I see here, you know, maybe you look at five different sources and you see all the same thing. You say, aha, uh -huh. okay, that's cool to know. Good to know. I'm glad that um, that person told me that, right? So um, we just really need to take it. People say you take it with a grain of salt. You, you don't always have to do the things that people say. And you don't always need to, um, you know, think that you're doing something wrong. It's not necessarily wrong. You could have done it better. And, you know, just remember what that is for the next time. And that's okay. People are really, really um, so hard on themselves. And that's what sometimes blocks us from, from really excelling or doing better. One of my friends, when I talked to her, she has such an open mind about things. And it's great. She says, you know, because I was talking about music and not liking a certain music and liking a certain music. And she says, I like all music. I just, I just love it. Just, I love to be exposed to new things. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. I love your attitude about that. And her attitude is, doesn't matter the age, younger, older. She says, we can learn from everybody. So just, you know, keep an open mind, keep an open heart. And um, and she's just really confident about herself and wonderful and lovely. And I love to be around people like that. You know, it helps me, remind me to just be open about things and there's so much to um, discover, uncover, and uh, recover <laughs> about life. And there's so much that we don't know. So maybe stop focusing on the things that you, you already know that didn't work and look into the things that you don't know and that may work, <laughs> right? It's so weird how our mind works, how we just go into the negative things or no for the, go for the things that, the things that stick with us are the things that didn't work. I didn't, it didn't work. Okay, well, try something else that works. <laughs> um, 
And then we're like, oh, okay. I could do that. <laughs> Sometimes the mind is just, it, it plays tricks on us to say, okay, this is all we know and these things didn't work. Okay, think about all the things we don't know and things that may work and let's find them. It's just as easy as that. The, the way that we can put our minds into negative things, we can turn it around to positive things. And it's not all about, oh, you know, positive thinking, the positivity and all of that. There's a lot of things that we need to uncover about ourselves. Like me, how I was saying, what is the piece of me that is keeping me stuck? And then I realized it was me that was keeping me stuck because I was limiting myself. I was staying silent and I was hiding. So I said, now I'm, uh, I'm being seen. I work on every day, being seen, being heard and being limitless. And that's why I'm here, you know, because there was one time where when we start doing things for other people, and I'm talking about like people pleasing, we're trying to please people. Like, what, what are people looking for? You know, well, look inside yourself and say, what do I need or, need or what do I have? What do I have to offer people? Because they're guaranteed something that you know, or you have expertise, or you've been researching, or that you have love for that other people either love or have interest in the same thing as you, they want to know more, they're interested in hearing, or they have no clue anything about that at all, but when they discover what you're um, explaining and your experience and your passion for it, they are excited. Also, you know, it's never too late. Um, on Friday, I was late for my class and we compensated for my lateness, but I showed up and I always say I'm so proud of myself because I showed up for myself. It was not that I showed up for my coach. It wasn't that I showed up for, you know, I had to show up for five times during the week, which, you know, in the past I, I had to, to do that. That was part of the program part of my agreement but I didn't have to do any of that I didn't even have to show up but I showed up for myself because I had made an agreement for myself that I was going to go five times and I also signed up for the class and I really wanted to do it and it felt great it felt like an accomplishment that I did it you know not all the time that we can like on the weekend I just, you know, sometimes I just want to chill out or um, we had a big day planned on the weekend, went to the film festival. That was something new for me. I've never gone to a film festival before. It was wonderful. And I learned so much about um, these activists who are, you know, really trying to make the point. And sometimes they, they may do things in a drastic way, but... They're really doing that to make a point. And it doesn't hurt for us to look into what type, 
what point they're really making because it might be something that we agree on and that we didn't know about and that's what they're trying to uh, uncover for us and you know really get us on the movement of what they're uh, trying to push or what they're trying to publish or what they're trying to um, get out to the world. One of the things that I remember that was huge was in the Philippines, there was an activist who was uh, giving warnings about the level of lead in the paint and how dangerous it is for the children. Because what happens with the lead in the paint is that the paint chips and it falls into flakes and they could ingest it or breathe it or whatever. Um, and you know, the, it, it's permanently damaging the lead poisoning and it, it hurts with their, um, uh, their growth. And then, you know, it's poison for their body and not only it's children, but you know, the children are greatly affected, um, because they don't have any type of, um, you know, their immune system is lower and they have more exposure to being out into where the paint, where they could ingest or breathe it, however. But anyway, it's all about, you know, protecting ourselves. Doesn't matter whether we're children or not, but just that was the, the goal of the campaign because the children are innocent ones. And it turned out that the paint people didn't even realize that they had high levels of lead. So they weren't even aware. It wasn't like they were aware and they would just want to shove it underneath the rug and, you know, continue to sell their paint. They weren't even aware themselves. So this whole campaign and uh, it worked. And so they do tests and everything and the levels are much um, drastically lower and on the safe uh, end of you know what's allowed in the paint and the carcinogens and the toxins and everything that you know we're exposing our children to anyway um it's just beautiful what people are doing out there and that particular film was narrated by um, robert redford which was you know a, a big boost but at the same time there was also another activist um, in Flint, Mich Michigan, who really raised a stink, uh, pun intended, about their water resources. And stuff was coming out of their water that was brown. Their water was brown. And it had um, all this corrosive from the pipes and everything was absolutely disgusting and their son um, had lead poisoning. And anyway, she was there at the film festival and she was just crying when you know, she was telling her story and what she went through, not necessarily her, her what she went through, but just so that, that um, she was crying because she had so much support from the audience and what she did. And, you know, just, it just, she was just really overwhelmed with emotion that what she did was significant. And we need these people to raise awareness. And so anyway, that really goes with the importance of 
what we can contribute. But if we stay silent or we are bullied into silence, we're not truly living. And so we need people to live. We need people to be alive inside. So we need your uniqueness. We need your expertise. And we need your passion for life so that we can be inspired. Everybody has that. And everybody has a deep desire to make a difference. It's just sometimes people don't know how. But you know, the, honestly, it's all about who you are inside and what you have to offer, your unique thing, whatever it is, thing or things or being, that is the most important thing. It's just so beautiful. You know, I just continue to to um, pass on this message that that's what life is. Um, so here's another quote. Because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself and doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself and one world accepts him or her. So continue to raise your level to the new normal and you know, there's also something about, <laughs> someone said about, um, we live on the island of one day. One day I will. One day, one day, one day, right? <laughs> it's the action of that, you know, that the, um, it's the action of every day that we'll get to that one day. Because we need to be prepared for that one day. So it's all the actions that lead up to that one day that is going to be the most important thing. So keep in mind all of these things. You are important. You are no different from anybody else who has success and who is just this amazing person in life. And they're also, you know, they've had their struggles, they've had their challenges, continue to have. That's what life is about. But they have made actions to work towards what's unique in their life. They've taken care of themselves and they've changed their mindset to think in a way that will be empowering. Your words for yourself, your words for other people are so powerful. Take advantage of that in a good way. Because anything that we could do in a bad way, we could also do it much more powerful in a good way. How easy it is for us to put someone down. Much more, you know, that we could turn that around and pull someone up. Even if it's a smile, even if it's a hello. Just, you know, pull that person up. Like, I didn't know people today. I was giving them high fives. Good job. Good job. And I, and I felt as, like, a veteran that it was my responsibility in some sense, right, to, to raise up those new ones. Hey, good job. Good job. And it, 
and and also the veterans too. I mean, just don't, <laughs> just don't keep yourself to one set of people. If you made people smile every day, I'm sure you would be smiling at the end of the day too. Sometimes with my friends, I just might I just send them goofy stuff or funny stuff just to make them laugh or smile that day. And some of them have responded that it was so perfect, the timing, because they really needed that at that time. But if you just keep giving with abundance, you'll also get that back too, because it feels good. It's really um, very, just like how people have road rage. Can you imagine if you had like a kindness rage? <laughs> you kill people with kindness, they're going to pass that along too. And how good does that feel to know that you started that chain? You may never see that person again, right? Or maybe people that you see all the time, but just pass that along. It's free. Kindness is free. So um, anyway, I wanted to say that um, about the float and also the um, the gymnastic thing. Oh goodness, our bodies are so incredible with healing. If we just give it the nurturing um, touch of what it needs and find that balance, we can recover and um, uncover the keys to so many beautiful things for our bodies, but sometimes we just take it for granted. Anyway, uh, one of this amazing gymnasts, uh, I'm not gonna mention any names, it's just a really tragic story, but um, there was an amazing gymnast in the time of Nadia Kamenich, Kamenich, I don't know, Kamenichi, and um, she was young and so, so talented. And um, she broke, I don't know, it was a broke or fracture. I don't know if it's the same thing or not. Um, anyway, she had a cast on and it had to do with like the Olympics and the timing of everything that she asked to have the cast off so that she c can compete. And that was against the doctor's uh, orders. But the doctors, it was so important in that country that the doctors did it and she fell into worse injury. And then it happened again where um, she broke something. I don't know if it was the same fracture or different fracture. And uh, granted, she was doing this crazy, crazy stuff. And it... Um, it broke again and she was paralyzed and um, it's just really unfortunate what happened with everything and um, actually it was two different stories one girl was paralyzed the other girl um, I think she ended up dying uh, and this is at a young age I think it was like under 12 because the prime age in gymnastics is around uh, 10, 10 to 12, kind of like when they're still uh, growing. Still the bones are growing, the bones are settling too, right? So um, it's just really, really hard on the joints and the bones as it is. And also uh, on the brain, 
it, people don't think about the brain, but the brain we need to really, um, it's, it's just this really soft matter inside of a bony structure. And uh, sometimes you've heard of people shaking babies and it damages their brain and um, they could have permanent damage from that. So it's the same thing for other types of sports or uh, like boxing, for example, the brain is being slapped up against uh, the, the bony structure inside and it's, it's not safe. That's the reason why we wear helmets, but we can suffer a lot of different injuries just from brain. And it doesn't have to bleed, but it could just be, you know, uh, damaged inside. So anyway, so all the way around, it's it can be a very, very dangerous uh, sport. And then also the body is growing at the same time. So needless to say, uh, people still do it. And, <laughs> um, you know, football and that type of thing, hockey, whatever, any type of, um, any type of thing we need to be careful of our bodies in the way that we need to really, really um, treat it as it is our temple, it really is. Like I had said before that I believe that we are spiritual creatures. So our body is our temporary temple for this human experience. And so we really need to treat it as such inside of a temple, inside of a church, it's sacred. It's a sacred place. And so we need to treat our bodies as a sacred place. Anyway, sadly, there's these young gymnasts, one was paralyzed, the other one died, and it was all because they didn't allow the time, the time to heal, the time to be ready, the time to build up to certain things. And in that case, certain things that they did or certain gymnastic moves uh, were banned, banned. They cannot be used in competition. They're not going to be taught at all either because they're way too dangerous. And although they're spectacular when they, you know, when you see it and they work out, but they're banned because they're just way too dangerous for the body. And people have had serious injuries because of it. Um, I was trying to look up the eagle. Uh, I think I can't remember if it's called um, widespread eagle or something. I can't remember what it's called, but I know it's called the eagle on the bars, and that's how I found that. And I was just, I was in shock, really. But you know, at the same time, not not really, because I've seen injuries that have happened in gymnastics. Um, so I'm not specifically saying gymnastics itself. Um, any type of thing that we're not trained for, not ready for, or that's just not safe for us, or timing is not safe. Ha! Huh? I tried to do some gymnastics um, without, you know, in, in my older body, without being as flexible and the strength that I had when I was once younger and um and heavier too right um so before i had a lot of muscles and i was lighter so now i i'm um deteriorating muscles which i'm trying to uh recover so atrophy happens 
<laughs> Sounds like a bump bumper sticker, right? Atrophy happens. Um, and we need to take measures to compensate for that. So needless to say, do not do anything without warming up or having proper training, even doing the move because you could have serious injuries and it's more difficult for us to heal. And also for some people, uh, if they let their injury heal, in the wrong way, it could heal in the wrong way and then take like corrective surgery to heal in the right way. We are machines in a beautiful way. We are machines, we're not robots, but we are machines because we have certain mechanics and how amazing is that? Is that we don't need to, um, you know, like pump oil into our system or anything, but we need to maintain. We are so beautifully made, but we need to maintain. We need to protect ourselves because some things, they just are not the same after a while. Or when we get older, they don't produce in the same way that they did before. So that's the reason why people slow down. But don't come to the, to the conclusion that you could never do it again. I mean, for some people, it, that's quite possible. But... If it's not, if it's just, you know, in the mind, you can build yourself up to doing it. You know, you might not be competition level anymore, but if it's a passion of yours, there may be a way that you can do it. Or maybe there's something else that you discover that you really enjoy. Like swimming is really great for your muscles, really great for cardio, and also wonderful for your muscles and light on your joints. So there are certain things that you could do that um, are really helpful. It's also wonderful being in the water too. You know, it's like the, the body just like has joy <laughs> being in the water. I do, <laughs> obviously. Um, okay, so that was, uh, oh, a nice transition into floating. Floating is, um, is and can be an amazing experience. If you are claustrophobic, there are ways around it. And there are also people who are claustrophobic who have floated before. Um, they just keep their pod open. So it is uh, in a, a spa situation. It is a pod. So if you could think of like an egg um, on the long ways, so not sitting up, but lying down, <laughs> an egg lying down, and a pod being like that, holding like half of the egg um, inside, egg shape anyway, pod, um, holding inside is uh, Epsom water, and you basically float. It's almost like how um, people would be maybe like in the hot springs, um, just floating. And it's like a big bathtub, right? You're just floating. And uh, it accommodates uh, the, um, basketball players, so it's big enough for any person, no matter what size, shape, length, height, however, um, bigness, smallness you are. Uh, you could fit in the pod and you just float. And it is detoxifying and 
so beautiful for your mind, body, spirit, soul, just to just have that time. It's one hour, and uh, well, I mean, I guess it could be longer, but most of the places it's one hour in float, and it is just the most amazing experience. Um, I do float and then massage after, and the massage therapist found that in my neck, it was playing a tug of war because of my um, because of my uh, injuries. I've had all different types of whiplash, so my neck and shoulder, upper back area um, is still in recovery. And sometimes, you know, old injuries can be um, anything, anything that, as I said, our mechanics, if it goes in the wrong way, um, it could be really damaging for us and cause a lot of pain. So when your body is in pain, pay attention. If it's just sore from workout and it's a good sore, then cool. Because uh, coach says, "What sore will be shall what what sore shall be sexy." <laughs> that is an awesome motivator. I love that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, it's time for me to go. I will um, leave you at life. Think about these wonderful things and what, you know, your uniqueness is and find those things so you can share them with the world because we all want to know what your unique talents, your experience, your, um, even, you know, your expression. Uh, what are they? We all want to know what they are. And it's really encouraging that just the normal person can go on to YouTube and, uh, you know, and record. Or that you can come on to um, the podcast like I have and record. And you don't need to be perfect. Nobody's perfect anyway, right? <laughs> and you don't even need to re-record. You heard my stuff. It's not perfect. And I don't go off of notes, but people can go off of notes and that's fine. Whatever works for you. We want to hear it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I tried to leave my uh, email place for you to get in touch with me. Let me know your thoughts. And uh, I will be back again soon. I am going to be out of town. Hopefully I can get into my soaking sanctuary while I'm out of town and uh, get back in the groove of getting into my workout and getting things done. Get her done, right? <laughs> okay, um, well, I'm glad that I covered both of the gymnastics and the f um, float. Get it, find, uh, go down to Yelp and look up float tank and or float spa and look up uh, four stars or better and find a place to float. They do float and massage most places. It's just the most wonderful experience. Oh my gosh. And if you're claustrophobic, that's fine. You just leave the pod open. Or the pod is so big, it's just, um, you know, bigger than actually your car. So if you can be in your car, you could be in float without feeling claustrophobic because it's a pod inside of a room. And you could leave the lights on, you could leave the pod open, 
um, however it works for you. But there have been people who have been extremely claustrophobic who have gone into float. So you could try it out, check it out, see if it's something that you, you know, would be comfortable trying. And um, it's very private, really wonderful experience. And um, I just feel it's just a really great way for us to take care of ourselves and just, you know, escape from the world for an hour and um, come into your own world, which for some people might be scary, but for some people might be a great thing. But if you can turn it around and really feel, find comfort in it, it can give you a really, you know, nice peace because as I said in many of my episodes before that our soul only knows love and that's the time that, you know, in your quiet that you could really learn the beauty of yourself and really be soft and gentle with yourself, really love yourself, shut out anything else anybody says about you and truly tap into loving you because when you connect with you, you can connect with others. And when we connect with others, we learn so much and we learn much about ourselves as well. So it's a constant learning, constant growing. And why is it not fun? Make it fun. I have beautiful time with my friends and family and my sweetie, when we go out, we just have fun and we really enjoy and we were enjoying the moment and the experience and I'm really truly feeling like I'm living life now and it's awesome because we need that. We're born for that. We're not born to be in a routine and, you know, be depressed and be sad and be our lives filled with anxiousness and fear and there's so many things out there for us to discover, recover, uncover, right? Um, so we need to tap into those things. Keep working towards what works for you. Find that balance and just stay there and, and learn how to compensate and go with the ebbs and flows of life. It happens to all of us. As I said, atrophy happens. <laughs> other thing happens it doesn't matter how old you are what you look like or what color your skin what color your hair your eyes doesn't matter doesn't matter your um you know whatever things you're struggling it's gonna happen eventually even though we, we might be in denial um i didn't know when i was in my 40s uh, i learned about atrophy which is the muscle deterioration and I'm like what the heck I had no idea I could have been prepping for this in my 30s so everybody who's in their 30s 40s 50s I just say you need to build your muscle because we are losing muscle and if you're in your 30s your body really changes things start slowing down and if you're able to ramp up and and you know don't lose that muscle and build a muscle that's even better so um, speaking of gymnasts there's this cute i think she's german oh i hope i'm not quoting that wrong austrian maybe german i can't remember exactly but oh my gosh this woman is like in her 90s 
and she is doing spectacular things on, on the parallel bars. If you look her up, she's like a 90-year-old gymnast. And oh my goodness, it's so inspiring. Anyway, alrighty. Well, you have a spectacular day. Think about all of the alternatives and the ways that you can switch up and, you know, really become, um, people say they throw it around, but really think about how you can change things up so you can be a better version of yourself. And that's really, truly what we strive for. Not someone else's version of you, what your best version is. What is your potential? Tap into that, okay? And uh, I will send you lots of love and light and have an amazing, amazing day. I will be back soon. Okay. Mwah.